Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive. Truly. We're on day 43, I think, here in Sydney, without the sun. Uh, newborn children, there's some of them that are, you know, coming up to their six-month birthday and are yet to taste vitamin D. So, you know, it's a weird time here in Sydney because we have no sun, but we've got high supplies of everything else. The pubs are open, morale is high, the ashes start today, I'm recording on the Wednesday. I mean, what more do you really want? And many people in Sydney would say, we want the sun, Bill. We want the sun to come out. But that is just not the case this summer, for whatever reason. You know, many people would have argued over the years that the sun is vital to summer. That they, in fact, do go hand in hand. And those people, I think, were correct. You know, I don't know if anyone was was pushing up against that as an idea, but it... I think we've all sort of wrapped our heads around the fact that here in Sydney, hey, maybe we weren't appreciating the sun as much as we could have been, you know? And now we're in this situation where, you know, I think the sun came out for an hour yesterday and it's just like, you just lie outside naked and just absorb as much of you can, as you can. Just sort of, you know, fill your body to the brim with vitamin D and good times. So it's a weird time to be in Sydney, but it's also December. It's my favorite month of the year and it's fucking, it's all happening. It is all happening. But I'll tell you what, we had a sort of crack in here, I suppose. We had council elections last week. Council elections. Now, can anyone, anyone out there at all explain to me how the hell these things work? even slightly, because I have no idea what is going on. We went to the, to vote for the local council guy, and it's freaking Labour or Liberal and some independents. I thought council, like you just vote for Jeff, and maybe there was a little poster where Jeff's like talking about what he wants to do, you know, turning the 2P parking outside his house into 24 hours. And you think, geez, Jeff, I tell you what, I wouldn't mind a bit of 24-hour parking myself. And then you give Jeff your vote. I didn't realize it was this whole thing where it's like, you know, it's like real politics. Has it? Was anyone aware of this? Was anyone? You know, it's quite like uh, we were voting for our ward. I'd never even heard the word ward until two weeks ago. You know, so it's a pretty weird one in that I feel like all these new words are coming up in uh, government and stuff. We had the local government area, LGA, during lockdown. Never heard of that. Premier, okay, never heard of that. That person is in charge of the state. So that's a new one. And, you know, the learning just keeps coming in 2021 because now we have the council elections and I'm learning there's different wards. Now, are the wards suburbs? Are they districts? Are they local government areas? Are the wards premiers? We don't know. And no one knows. There's no way of finding that information. It doesn't exist. Okay? It doesn't exist. 
But we went down there, tough sledding with the council elections. Because I, you know, like any young man worth his salt, I'm yet to change my address uh, since we moved in here. And I probably never will. But then we went to the local primary school here. No absentee votes. They're like, you can vote online. iVote.nsw.gov. I vote more like I can't vote because your website doesn't work. So then we had to drive back to, and we were, we, you know, there was a lot of talk of not voting, mostly from me. You know, Macca felt pretty guilty because his dad texted him and told him he had to. But I, I was easy, happy to skip it. But I thought, nah, freaking start your day. I want to sprinkle a little bit of democracy on my wheat bix, dude. You know? So we went back to our old voting place, voting the house down, above the line, below the line. You know, no one explains that when you walk in. Here's a fucking sheet of paper with a Sudoku. And you better freaking, you better put a seven in the right box. Otherwise, they're going to open up a prison down the road from your street. So, you know, I don't, does anyone know how these things work? There were, as far as I can tell, there were no results broadcast anywhere around here. I have no idea who won. The election was on Saturday. (laughs) The council election is just like, and then you go in there and it's like other patrons, civilians, they're like, did you know this was on? And it's like, no, did you know? And you get a fine if you don't vote. And it's like, this is bizarre, dude. This is absolutely bizarre. But at the same time, democracy manifest, you know? Do a big line of freedom as you exercise your power to vote in this great country. I love it. Um, but I just, I just asked the lady, what does above the line or below the line mean? And she said that you only have to vote either above the line or below the line, not both. And I'm thinking, thank the Lord himself that I asked this beautiful woman what the hell that meant. I'm thinking, how many absolute pelicans like me have picked up this form, headed over to the polling booth, ready to change the world, and they they don't even understand the line system, which from what I can tell is quite critical to the results of the election. So I feel like we need to freaking put up, you know, there's plenty of posters with white guys' heads on them saying, vote for me, it's Craig. Could we have some instructions on how this shit actually works? <laughs> because these council elections are so confusing, dude. And then, don't you feel so sorry for as well for the... I mean, it's their choice, but the people who are running for council and they got to stay there all day with a freaking big old grin on their face, you know, just getting mugged off all day. And they've just got to stand there saying hi to people, hoping that just merely saying, hey, how are you, will convince people to read your T-shirt and then go in and vote Labour. You know, it's a tough gig down there. You're at a primary school. You've been there all day. I mean, God. People like me are asking you how it works. I mean, that's disrespectful. Dude, Macca absolutely gave the Labor candidate for uh, our area an absolute rocket in one of the more unnecessary drubbings we've seen. So, Macca, you know, it's a Saturday morning. He's hungover. He's in like a 1970s Liverpool shirt. You know, Macca is a huge Liverpool fan. And I'm what, what you would call a bandwagon casual, okay? I'm a Liverpool fan, but the last time I was really into it was when Harry Kuehl was running out for that great club. So, 
So we walk in and there's this labor guy, he's full of beans. You know, he's, he's filled to the brim with caffeine and democracy and he's ready to bloody, he's ready to get your vote. If you just give him a chance, how about you come over here and listen to some of his policies? And this guy goes, oh, Liverpool, hey? Jeez, big 4-0 win the other night. And Macca goes, sorry, mate, I think you'll find it was actually 4-1. Looks like I'm voting liberal. And just kept walking. And just, how's that? You know, this, this guy's just put, put himself out there in a bid to serve his community, only to get a big old grand slam from McElroy at 10 a.m. on a Saturday. Some bloke who's so hungover he can barely get two thoughts together. But t- the two thoughts he did get together were enough to absolutely send you into the shadow realm, hey? Absolutely dealt with. And I don't know who Macca voted for, but, you know, maybe it was Labor, maybe it wasn't. But one of the independents here in my area, the mayor of Manly, he's been a long-time associate of Manly Cricket and a friend. So, you know, I knew who I was voting for. I've only got two hands and I'm voting for my mate. But uh, he does a great job. But I tell you what, I mean, if I didn't literally have a friend running <laughs> and then also, like, there's just zero... How many people at these council elections are just either donkey voting or literally guessing? You know, because it's not like the federal election where you got ScoMo on your fucking telly for six months saying, you know, if you vote for him, he's going to blow up Christmas Island. You know, it's not like that. You know, you, we don't have the luxury of Craig Kelly texting us four times a week, reminding us that he is, in fact, a political powerhouse. We do not have that luxury. The council election, unless you caught a poster at your local shops and, you know, you could... You know, it could be a political poster, you know, Jeff freaking Jeff Craig or whatever with a big old smile. He could be doing a local comedy show. You know, it could be Sydney Fringe could be on, you know, it's just white guys on posters. We don't know what it means. So it's very hard to know. And then you just get in there and you just, you just sort of pick out, I don't know, you just sort of go for it. There's no reading material. And then you literally, you can ask someone outside who to vote for. But they've literally got the t-shirts on of what party they're from. So unless you sort of, I don't know if anyone else was like going in well-researched and knowing who to vote for. But, you know, and like I said, I already knew who to vote for because my mate's an independent. But I'm just thinking, like, how accurate are the results of these council elections? No one knew they were on. No one knows who they're voting for. No one understands the line. You know what I mean? The website I vote didn't work. Like, I tried to use that like five times. It just froze. So I'm just thinking, are we, have we got like, you know, a semi-rabid possum in charge of my local government area now after one of the more, you know, ridiculous voting scandals we've ever seen? Have people been going below the line and above the line at the wrong times and now a local ringtail possum is running my electorate? I don't know. But I think they should, you know, next, in between all the freaking bald white guys' heads out the front, put up maybe a little poster that says, hey, (laughs) here's what the fuck is going on, by the way. Hey, here's why you're at a primary school hungover on a Saturday. So here's half a clue uh, as to what you you might want to get up to once you're in the voting booth. Because I feel like, mate, I don't know, maybe I'm just the most... uh, Maybe I'm just projecting how little I know about the council political system, but I'm telling you, 
the vibe around town was confusion. <laughs> it wasn't like we're going to change the world. It was what's happening. How much is this fine? Do you think they will actually fine us if we don't vote? That was the chat around the primary school. Okay. So, you know, I love democracy, but just freaking give me a bit, bit more of a heads up, I reckon. But I like, uh, I like the idea of local council elections because, like, you just see these guys. They don't have, like, lizard eyes yet. You can just see, oh, this guy's like, what's your name? Craig. And he's just like, you can tell. It's like, he, it's like, oh, you're not. This guy probably earns, like, 65K a year. You know what I mean? They're still, like, sort of one of us, I think. But I don't know. And then, like, yeah, it, like uh, around my council area, they, like, changed... There was three different parking districts and then they changed it to just one parking district. So the one sticker worked for the whole area. And to be honest, that is the greatest political triumph I think I've seen in my generation. You know, just freaking tangible change. I'm going beach to beach without a worry in the world. Fucking up the council, hey? Up the council. But anyway, so that was... uh, Confusing times on Saturday, but, you know, go democracy. I'm, I'll have to Google the results. So <laughs> I still don't know who won. And Anyway, how much time have I done? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to heavily edit that down. Anyway, once again, uh, what have I been up to? It's the burning question of this podcast that we dare to ask week in and week out. What the fuck has Billy Darcy done with his week? Well, that's exactly what I'm here to tell you. So, can you imagine, by the way, if just for whatever reason, no, I don't even want to entertain it. I don't even want to entertain it. Disregard. But I'll tell you what I did. Friday, I made my return to the acting arena. Okay, now I haven't actually made my acting debut after I was famously featured in a Superwog sketch that was never released. Now, I had to learn about three pages of dialogue. I was hungover and terrified when I shot this thing. And Pat Doherty was in the sketch with me. Pat Doherty was repeatedly reprimanded by Superwog himself. And you got to keep in mind, okay, I've been yelled at by Italian gentlemen before. But this isn't just your regular local, round the corner, how you going, Italian, Australian man, Australian, Italian, okay? This is, a, this is a super Italian. This is a super wog, if you will, okay? So let me tell you, you don't want to fuck with him. You do not want to fuck with the super wog. And we got Pat Doherty over here going off script, mucking around, while me and the super wog are capturing absolute electricity in a bottle on camera. Now, for whatever reason, that sketch was never released and that's really the only acting I've been asked to do. So, yet to actually sort of have anything released with me acting in it. But then I get the call. That's a lie. I asked to be in it. (laughs) But uh, my mates Luke Heggie and Cam Knight, both fantastic comedians. Luke Heggie, probably maybe the best in the country for mine at stand-up comedy check him out if you haven't he's gone on a huge tour next year cam knight is also sensational and they're doing these hilarious bottle sketches where they play like 
liquor land like employees and they just like shit on the customers so hard so i got to play a customer and i was like you know like the hipster 24 year old or whatever drinking some white claws and they basically not so subtly um call me an infant loser for about a minute and uh i only have one line i think my line was billy when he says what's your name and then they just they shit on me for about 45 seconds and then they say, what's your name? And I say, Billy. Okay. Now feel that. Did you feel that when I said that? Did you feel the freaking raw energy that just entered the scene? So they said, what's your name? And I said, wait for it. Billy. Okay. So I am an artist. I'm a, you know, I haven't trained, uh, you know, I haven't uh, had any sort of professional training or, or anything like that. I very much act with my... I lead with my soul. I lead with my soul. And, um, and I, I, throw my, I throw myself into these roles. There's no doubt. Uh, I was very lucky to play a 25-year-old pisshead named Billy in this one. Um, it's a role I'm very comfortable with. And yeah, we're just... And then I think I had said Billy again. And that was the extent of my role. But, you know, big or small, it's not about me, it's about the scene, and it's about what we as a team are putting out into the world. So, very humbled to be a part of it. And then, there's this great last line. Um, check it out when it comes out. I'll put it on my Instagram story. But they're just ripping on me, and then he goes, he goes, what's your name again? I go, Billy. And he goes, yeah, well, come back when you're a William or a Bill. We don't serve children. And I thought that was absolutely hilarious. So, you know, acting, you know, at it, oh God, the business card for me just gets longer and longer and longer. Comedian, podcast host, you know, TV host, why not? I've auditioned for a few of them, never got one, but I was in the room. Uh, you know, legend, um, actor, director, producer, writer. Dude, I tell you what, we're doing about, we're, this is a big trend end episode. Got plenty of trends that have been sent in and thank you to everyone who sent them. But just a little quick one. And this is just a sneaky little, little just while I'm here, little bit of a drive-by type, you know, low socioeconomic area. One of the boys has got a fucking Uzi out the passenger window and we're doing a bit of business on the block. But just a little drive-by number here. People who are like, maybe they're an actor or maybe they're a comedian or maybe they're a writer. Okay. They're one of those things, but then you get the business card and it's, you know, it's freaking, you know, James, who gives a fuck and it's actor, writer, director, producer. And it's like, are you a Hollywood elite or did you just graduate from Macquarie university? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't care if you wrote, directed, and produced your year 12 major work in drama, but don't give me this like you're, you're you know, one of the executives at Disney and you've got so many strings to your bow. You know, jack of all trades, master of none. Which one of these seven roles on your business card can you perform competently? You know? <laughs> also, like, uh, I have... I would not describe myself as a radio host, even though I've hosted on radio before a few times 
and I've been into the radio stations and auditioned and never got it. But like, I am not a radio host. You have to actually work as a radio host to be a radio host, you know? Whereas I feel like with the arts, people are just taking liberties, you know? Actor, writer, visionary, you know, human being. I'm still a human behind all this stuff, mate. I'm still a human fucking being, you know, <laughs> board member. Don't you, don't you love it? And then you got those real pieces of shit like Channing Tatum's business card would say like father, husband, brother, son. After all those things, I'm an actor. And it's like, Channing, you piece of shit. You're a Hollywood superstar first and foremost, okay? Just give me the business, mate. Give me the business. And it's like, Margot Robbie has directed like indie films. But when it comes up on Margot Robbie's interviews, it still just says actress, okay? Margot Robbie has directed like two or three little indies. She's got her own production company. Margot Robbie's a mover and a shaker, okay? We could stand to talk about Margot Robbie even more in this country. Okay, because she's a fantastic Australian who's literally just molesting the world of the arts overseas. She's just fantastic. All while semi-simultaneously holding the title Undisputed Hottest Chick on the Planet. Okay, so Margot Robbie is absolutely killing it. But it comes up in Margot Robbie interviews that she is an actress. Even though she's directed, you know, a couple of indies herself. With like, you know, big actors in them. Yet you're telling me that some pelican who's just freaking graduated from afters in Sydney, you know, two years of, of acting, is now a writer, producer, director, and actress, slash visionary, and also has a podcast where they dissect acting. And it's like, <laughs> you are none of those things, okay? You are zero of those things. Go get some work, you know what I mean? People forget you actually have to do the thing you do. You know, people are like, oh yeah, I've got a podcast in the works, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm an actress. And it's like, are you acting in anything at the moment? It's like, oh no. Do you have a podcast? What, what episode is out? Oh, it's not released yet. No, it's still, still in the works. So just to clarify, you are in fact a casual employee at Mecca Maxima. Make no mistake. So, you know, sorry about that little drive-by as we're sort of cracking into things here. But uh, burning a lot of time on this one. So anyway, Friday night, I was on a sick boat party. Fucking get this, India. Boat parties. Can we talk about them enough? I would argue that whatever you're doing on land, it's absolutely 10 times better on a boat. You know, drinking a beer. A million times better on a boat. Doing drugs. Way better on a boat. Having electric bands with friends, way better on a boat. Dancing, better on a boat. You know, it's all good stuff. It's all way better on a boat. Okay? Now, had a family friend's uh, boat party, 21st, made a mind. Oh, God, just you just hear boat party and you just put it in the calendar and you go, how good is this going to be? So my sister came along with me and my sister is this week's Pelican of the Week which we'll find out for why in a second. But firstly, my sister comes over and just before we leave, we have to have the customary tradition or, you know, ritual, whichever you want to say. And that's basically where I try on every shirt I have and she very aggressively tells me 
why I look like absolute shit. Okay, so we got through that and we found a shirt that we both agreed on. And, you know, I'd rather have her on board with the shirt at the start of the night rather than her, you know, four champagnes in later telling me I should have, in fact, worn the purple one. So I do value her opinion. We got the shirt. I got a freaking six pack of, of beers to take on the boat. I misread the invite. It was an open bar. Okay, so there's your first mistake. The weather for this boat party was absolutely communist in nature. I'll say that. Um, I don't know if this boat was sponsored by the Greens. Ah, this fucking... These goddamn landscapers again, man. All right. Sorry, I was rudely interrupted again by a wood chipper this time. I shouldn't have talked shit about the landscapers last week. I think they've obviously put the word out that get around me is anti-landscaper. But, you know, make no mistake, I've had the blue-collar jab. I'm one of the lads. So, they're obviously in cahoots, some sort of a thing there. There's literally a wood chipper, like, right outside my window. And, uh, you know, not not ideal for, for podcasting, as it were. And a tree's dead. Just a real tragedy all around, I would say. But let's continue with this yarn. So, I'm on this boat party. Can't remember where I left off. 21st beaches are sick. It was raining, but no one cared. Then it stopped raining. I'm blind. Best time ever, etc., etc. Now, here's the problem with a lot of these parties. is not the party itself. The party itself, you just live in La Vida Loca. The problem is you get off the boat. Now, where should we go? Because everyone always wants to go to different places. Now, I think it should just be dealer's choice. Whoever's birthday it is should just pick. But it's not always that simple. And... Some people want to stay in the city. Some people want to go back to Manly. Blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Now, my sister is Pelican of the Week this week because she was the one who got us over the line to go to the city because she said this bloke she knows can get us into this club straight away. We won't even have to line up. And, you know, this I'm, I'm sure you're as sceptical as me just hearing this. So I said, all right, whatever. And then... So we go to this this club and it like some people walked. We got Ubers for like the CBD. It was like took us like twenty five half an hour to get there, and you know it it kills momentum. These these little these little you know getting to the next venue. Then you got to line up. Then you're like oh I'm sobering up. There's nothing worse than that feeling of sobering up in a line. So we get there and my sister goes all right. We got to ask for freaking Frank or something. Anyway. Then she gets a text. Apparently, Frank doesn't even work at this club anymore. He hasn't worked there for like three months. So I go, right, looks like we're lining up. The line is uh, a gentleman's 400 meters. I think Kathy Freeman was running up and down this thing. And we get to the back of the line. And then the guy, the security guard comes all the way to the back and says, hey, we're at capacity. No one past this point can line up. Um, otherwise, like the cops will come because we can only have like 100 people in the line. So not only was my sister not able to get us in, we weren't even allowed to line up at the club. Can you imagine having such a little pull at a club that you're not even allowed to line up? You're, you're not even allowed to wait two hours to get in. That's how little pull we had. So, you know, it's, it, it was a bit of a stitch up. <laughs> it was a bit of a stitch up. But then, you know, like any group worth our salt, we just kept going from pub to pub until one of us, one of them, I should say, 
would let us all in. And then we, you know, we went on to have the best night ever. Tequila sodas. I'm on the tequila sodas now. I don't know if I've brought this up, but I'm on the tequila sodas now instead of the Vodi Sodis. And I think they're honestly, they're, they're a vodka soda, but they, they put that Mexican pep in your step, you know? Tequila keeps you up, keeps the boys up. I like it. I've, I've got to say I'm converted. You know, it's the same price from what I can tell. Um, if, you, if you get a pretty friendly pour on the tequila, fuck, it can be tough sledding. You know, I had a couple on Friday night that were just sort of half a glass of tequila with a bit of soda water sort of on, on top as a garnish almost with, um, you know, you know, when you, isn't it weird? Like you go to a pub and order a vodka soda and it's pretty normal. A couple of ice cubes in there, shot of vodka, soda, there's your lime. Thanks for coming. You go to a club and they just fill this tiny cup with as many ice cubes as they possibly can. Just as many as they can. And they're crushing ice. They're trying to get, you know, right angles on these cubes. Then they put in the shot of tequila. Then you get sort of whatever amount of soda water they can fit into this thing that's filled to the brim with ice cubes. And then it's just like, you've got like two sips of actual liquid. It's all ice. And then, you know, one and a half of those sips is the tequila. So then you freaking, you're basically taking like, like sort of, you know, coward shots of tequila and it keeps sending you back to the bar because you've got nothing to drink really. And, and when, you know, it's $14 a fucking bang for one of these things at whatever stupid club you're at. I mean, these clubs have got us by the balls. It's a great system. You know, it's a great system. I don't know if you should ask for tall glasses instead. Something to think about. There's no doubt. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Just a fucking ripping night. I got home at like 4am, which is quite impressive. That's in the morning. Yeah. Four in the morning. That's right. There's a four that's not in the afternoon. It's in the morning. Okay. I was out and about drunk. So, you know, I'm a rebel. I'm a vigilante. And whatever else Green Day says I am, you better fucking believe it, dude. Because big players take big swings. And just to finish this up, I got absolutely mugged off by the DJ into next week. Uh, so this DJ was just, you know, I know I'm not really the, you know, the authority on dance music or whatever. Or, you know, DJs, as it were. But this DJ was shit house, And I know because it felt like I was in a club in 2014. Okay, we was like, uh, you know, we had, we had like Titanium, like freaking Katy Perry was playing. It was just, it was no good, no good. And uh, so I, I chucked up a couple of requests that I thought were very reasonable. At one point I requested Closer by the Chainsmokers and she said she didn't have it. And it's like, you don't have the most popular freaking dance song of all time. Okay, okay. Just tell me to fuck off. You know what I mean? Just tell me to my face to get absolutely fucked. I would appreciate that as opposed to these blatant lies. Okay? So just give me that. But uh, I made two requests. She said she would play both of them. Uh, Two hours later, I left. So I'd like to think they were in the queue. I really would. But I think we all know in our hearts that they weren't. They weren't in the queue. And I was mugged into next week i spent about four hundred dollars on 17 dollars tequila sodas and uh and you know that's that that's the game you play big players take big swings i went into the city and i i copped an l a pretty hard l at that 
Okay, I failed to kiss anyone on the lips. And, uh, you know, that's the game we play. You know, we come back next week better, stronger for the mistakes we made, learning from the losses we've taken. And, you know, that's life. As, as Matthew McConaughey would say, just keep living, which is a pretty fucking easy thing for a multimillionaire to say. Just keep living, brother. And it's like, hey, Matthew McConaughey, some of us have been living and no one has cast us in a fucking rom-com across from Kate Hudson. All right, so maybe you're doing a bit more living than the rest of us, just quietly. But anyway, let's crack into these trend ends, dude. Okay, so got some great trend ends. I should say great trend ends that have been sent in. And uh, I'm going to crack into these. A couple of trend ends, a couple of trend extends. Maka pitched a new segment called Trend Lend, where we talk about a trend from another culture that we could maybe get get a bit more out of over here in Australia. You know, I'm looking at the Italian, the Italian freaking two glasses of red with lunch every day and a big bowl of pasta. You know, I don't know if white Australians will live very long on that diet, but fuck, I'd like to find out. You know, a bit of si- siesta action in the afternoon. You know, how can we borrow from those around us? But anyway, that's not what today is about per se. So trend extend, first one off the bat. I don't think anyone will be surprised to hear this. Great send in. Trend extend, Spotify wrapped. I mean, how good is it? Spotify wrapped is fantastic because it's about the most important thing in the world. And that's you, babe. All right. That's why it's like when people share it, it's like, I don't care what you were listening to on your way to work, mate. It's all about Billy D. Spotify, look look at this. Spotify are treating me like an individual. I'm loving it, you know? That's why Spotify Wrapped is so good. It's all about you. It's, it's a multi-billion dollar corporation that have worked out how to make you feel special. Hey, they've absolutely got us by the balls and I love it, okay? I love Spotify Wrapped. I think mine was, it was just the usuals. I didn't have as much change as I should have in my Spotify rap. I'm actually quite embarrassed about it, but I probably didn't get into as many new artists as I should have. But my top five artists was Avril Lavigne, Missy Higgins, Machine Gun Kelly, uh, who was it? Amy Shark and lost the fifth one. Lost the fifth one. But, oh, Ziggy Alberts. It was Ziggy Alberts, yeah. So the whitest possible top five ever. And I love all those artists to death. But I tell you what, with the Spotify rap, people are always throwing, throwing uh, you know, sort of shade at you for your choices. My number one rule, never be ashamed of your taste, ever. Because it's not like you go around freaking purposely liking stuff, you know. And uh, Missy Higgins and this sort of stuff, I just love it. It's fantastic. But here's the thing with Spotify Wrapped: is people like, any of my mates, they're like, what's your top five, Bill? And I told them. I told them exactly what I just told you. And they were like, Jesus Christ, you are so white. How white are you, Bill? And it's like, was I doing something to make you think that wasn't the case? You know, I'm freaking rocking around with freckles, you know, beautiful Irish skin, listening to a bit of, bit of Missy Higgins on a Wednesday. And you were under the impression I wasn't white? Have I been accidentally speaking Puerto Rican at dinner, dude? Yeah, I'm white as fuck. Wrap your head around it, you know? 
What is up with all these white people who are shocked at their own whiteness? <laughs> Blows me away. But I like the Spotify wrapped because it reminds you of different parts of the year. You know, you're cranking stuff in March. You know, some songs come on in your Spotify wrapped and you're like, oh, that's right. I wasn't doing well in June. You know, that's right. I had a freaking rough couple of months this year, you know, freaking Amy Shark's album on repeat 24-7. You know, it reminds you of these different periods. It's freaking awesome, dude. And, you know, it, and it can remind you as mine did this year that, hey, Bill, you're kind of a piece of shit because your top five artists and songs are the same as last year. So you didn't really get your head into too much new music, did you? You, you bloody pelican. You know, so that was, a, I was, I've got to make the effort to get into a bit more new music, I think. And, but God, Spotify Wrapped, it's absolutely fantastic. Now, here's the thing with Spotify Wrapped is, you know, I got like Ziggy Alberts in my top five, you know, a lot of tunes that I love listening to while I work from home. You know, some beautiful acoustic numbers. I usually just chuck on a bit of, bit of Missy Higgins discography. How the hell do you say that word? Discography? Missy Higgins' music in the afternoon. And, yeah, I love it all. But here's the thing. I would love a Spotify wrapped as well. Give me this Spotify wrapped. Give me a Spotify wrapped of songs that were played in the car anytime I was doing more than 90Ks an hour, you know? What was revving the engine when I was doing 140 through a school zone, dude? You know, let me hear those tunes. What what were they about? Who were they from? You know, what was getting the freaking... What was getting the petrol going in my Mazda Metro? You know, anytime I drastically increased my speed by more than 30 kilometers an hour, what song was playing? I want to hear that Spotify rap, dude. When you're absolutely freaking bunging down some bridge in the middle of nowhere, doing about 50 over at 11 p.m. Because, you know, you got a bit of freaking Machine Gun Kelly punk rock in your veins or something or whatever floats you. You know, I'd like to hear that Spotify rap just quietly. But anyway, so love Spotify wrapped, great send in, trend extend. Now the next one, another send in, trend end. And this is a good one as well. Trend end, cricket being played on channel seven. Agree, wholeheartedly agree. So as I've said ad nauseum on the pod, there are only two seasons, summer and winter. Cricket and footy, yin and yang, okay? And that's how it's always been. If you believe in autumn, as I've said before, you are a communist. But here's the thing, that it, the, the simple truths of life, the duality, if you will, of the seasons, that doesn't just extend to, you know, the weather. It extends to our television. And the natural order is this, AFL on Channel 7, Cricket and Rugby League on Channel 9, Big Brother, up late on Channel 10. Okay? That's how it's been. That's how it should continue to be. ABC is for the two comedy programs Australia makes each year to compete with Young Sheldon at 7.30 on a Tuesday. That is what the ABC is for. And then finally, SBS is for Serbian pornography. Okay? That is the natural order. That's how it, it was in the early 2000s. Neighbours, 6.30, home and away at 7. Okay? Channel 10, 6 o'clock, Simpsons. 4 to 6, ABC, children's programs, finishing up with Blue Water High at 
okay? This is not an idea. This is the natural order of the world we live in, okay? So wrap your head around it. That's how it's got to be. Great send in. Now, here's another one. Trend end, okay? Trend end, blokes who open beer bottles with their teeth. Stop doing that, lads, okay? It's weird. I mean, fair play to you for having the confidence to do it. You obviously have pretty impressive private health. You're still on your mum and dad's plan and it shows, okay? But I don't know. It's just one day that tooth is going to come out and you're going to ruin prees, okay? And I'll admit, opening a bottle with your teeth, it's a very quick way to let us know that, hey, my dad has a temper and a neck tattoo, all right? It's a nice little window into your childhood. But at the same time, we don't really need to see it, you know? And it's like, there's always bottle openers available. You've got an edge of a bench, you've got a bottle opener. Just, I reckon you're honestly better off just smashing the top of a bottle against a freaking concrete wall and just drinking it, you know, out of a broken bottle than watching some guy fucking almost rip out his molars trying to open a freaking a, a bottle of Coopers. It's a little bit much, you know what I mean? And, and then afterwards, they always want like, they're always like waiting for the freaking congratulations. It's like, mate, three of us have bottle openers on us. Like no one asked you to do that. You jumped in. No one was no one was desperate for you to do that, mate. You jumped in. You wanted to be the hero. You've almost lost a tooth. You've lost my respect. Sort it out. Anyway, another this is a this is a double up. Okay, this one. Trend end saying true, trend extend saying oath. All right? And by that, when you say true, you know, oh, true. True. It sounds like that's the first thing you've ever heard ever. You know? Water is wet. Oh, true, dude. You know? It sounds like you're freaking... Like you just... Like the uh, light bulb's gone off in your brain and you've just received your first bit of information as a human. All right? Whereas when you say oath, you're agreeing with someone, mate. Water is wet. Oath it is, brother. Okay? I'm letting you know that, hey... Not only is it wet, but I agree with you that it's wet. I, I knew that as well. You know, we're sharing in this information. We're two intellectuals at freaking Jason's Prees and we're solving the world's issues. Yeah, it is fucking wet, mate. You know what I mean? And the good thing with, with Oath is you can really power it up. You know, it's like water is wet. Oh, Oath, mate. But it's like Avril Lavigne is like the number one artist of the early 2000s. You can give it a bit extra. Fucking oath she is, brother. Okay? Fucking oath. You know, give her some. You know, so you can really power it up. So oath, trend extend. You know, and then, you know, if, you, if you're in the family group chat and you want to keep it a little bit PG, you know, don't want it too blue in front of, in front of your mother, you can put Ken Oath. And that's a way to power it up in text form and still let people know that, hey, you're a, fr- you're a freaking a true blue bush ranger and you don't give a fuck about anything. All right. So oath is here to stay true. And like looking back with your eyes or if you say true too much, I feel like it lets people know that you had your bong phase at freaking 14, dude. You know, your brain was still developing and I don't think it's ever come good. True. (laughs) Okay. So last trend end, 
And this one I've come up with myself. Thank you to everyone who sent those in. There were so many good ones. And uh, a lot of them were hurtful as per. But that's the, that's the freaking risk you run when you send up that little question box on Instagram. You know, you open the gates, but you don't control what comes in. Okay? You don't control it. So this is one to finish us up here. And this is one uh, that I, I'm pretty confident someone will have someone in their life who does this. Trend end. People get a grip who do this. People who have to have the volume on the television or the radio on even numbers. Make no mistake, you're a psychopath, okay? And it's, it's great because it's like you've got, you got all these mates and you think they're, oh man, Jason is so well put together. You know, he's already got an investment property at 23, beautiful girlfriend, great job. Then you freaking, you accidentally put the telly on 17 and you see this guy start twitching in the corner. And you think, what the, what the bloody hell do we have here? It seems old Jason is as mentally ill as the rest of us, hey? And, you know, you just, and you can see them fighting it. They don't want to bring it up. And it's just weird because it's like, it's like, what's going to happen? What is going to happen if we leave the telly on 17? Can anyone, you know, obviously it's a form of OCD or whatever. We've all got our own little tics and habits, you know. I'm a touch wood guy. Got that from my mum and it's been crippling me for years. But what is really going to happen? I'll I'll tell you what I like to do because Macca is one of these. Macca inspired this, you know. Macca is a very complex young man. On the surface, rampant pisshead with seemingly no skills, put a paintbrush in his hands and two hours later, you'll be in tears looking at a beautiful portrait of a UFC fighter. So Mac is a complex young man. And, you know, he also suffers from this even number syndrome. So what I like to do is I like to freaking just chuck the telly on 17, leave the room. I've got the remote in my pocket and then just leave him in there to battle his demons, you know? Uh, sometimes I'll take a stopwatch as well. Countdown to crazy town, if you know what I mean. And then he's, you can see him start to look for the remote. Uh, bothers, he doesn't like it. And then, But then he realized he has to get up and do it on the TV. So now it's like he doesn't want to get up, but he doesn't want to die either, which is what I think these people think will happen. And then, you know, maybe after a minute, you just hear, oh, for fuck's sake. And then he gets up and does it on the telly. And it's just like, (laughs) these poor guys, these poor guys. I mean, it's a a tough, it's a tough cross to bear. You know, what's going to happen if you leave the telly on 19? You know, I'd love it if like the one time you finally convince your friend, nothing's going to happen, mate. We're going to leave the telly on 20, on 23. Don't worry about it, mate. It's like, mate, nothing is going to happen. All right. Nothing will happen. We're going to leave the telly on 23. You're completely safe. Just just enjoy the telly, mate. And then just a freaking double-decker bus crashes into the lounge room, crushes your mate's legs. He's like, oh, God, this never would have happened on 24. Oh. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Just full-on justifies all their freaking paranoia. But yeah, trend and people who have to have the volume on even numbers. Get a freaking grip, dude. I know, I know blokes who freaking have to have the volume on an even number, but it's like, mate, you've also cheated on your missus. You know, what's really giving you more anxiety? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's a little OCD thing. I think it affects a lot more people than you would think. I personally couldn't give a fuck, you know what I mean? Numbers. Anyone who anyone who cares for numbers in any way, shape, or form is a virgin nerd in my books, hey? No homework. Never stop rocking. That's what I say. Never stop rocking. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Anyway, dude, I tell you what. So, that is the podcast for this week. I got to say, I hope the second half was as enjoyable as the first because I felt like I was really on one before that wood chipper came through. You know what I mean? So, good times, great classic hits, the whole bundle. Next week will be the final episode of the year. will be the drunk Christmas episode, the annual. And so... Thank you uh, to everyone as well. I was going to say thank you to everyone who put me on their Spotify wrapped. And I'll say it now. But I'm going to do a big thank you next year for the um, last episode of the year. And drunk Christmas episode. We'll do some send-ins. If you've got any suggestions, just shoot me a message on the old gram. And uh, it'll be good. And I'll probably do an Instagram live next Thursday. Just to fuck around a little bit. You know, it's a silly season, so... I'll take some questions or whatever. Last time I did an Instagram live was a disaster. And it's why I'm hesitant to do another. Again, you do have to sort of, who am I really pointing the finger at? Because I did take a weed cookie half an hour before the live and it started to kick in halfway through. And then uh, not only was I starting to sort of ramp up on this cookie, but then the comments started to turn on me because apparently I wasn't doing Instagram live properly. I wasn't taking enough questions or something. But anyway, got pretty wild in the comments. I got too high. It was sort of a bit of a nightmare, but I think it was enjoyable maybe. Um, So I'll do another one of those. Why not? And next week, last episode of the year, drunk Christmas episode. See you there. Thanks for listening. Woo! Way too long. Way too long.